ready when you are, bro. Alright, count us in, please. Alright, three, two, one, hit it! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone out there. Or, oh, hold on, let's get this ish, let's get this ish, let's get this ish. Come on, yeah. top of the morning. Top of the morning, top of the morning. Uh, yeah, welcome to yet another episode of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Mm. This is episode 90-something. I'm not sure which one, but it's in the 90s. I think 95, 96, somewhere around there. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was a great time in the world, the 90s. You think so? Uh, everywhere except the Middle East. But yeah. yeah. South Africa was going through a tough time, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's I not forget for- that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. Yeah. But yeah, um, welcome, everyone. If you're new here, mm-hmm. my name is Vusani Matiba. I'm sat across seas where Moyo. We mm-hmm. are your hosts. And also, follow us on social media. Uh, on Instagram, we're at your girlfriend's favorite podcast. On Twitter, your girlfriend's favorite podcast as well. Uh, you'll find us on there. You'll find our individual pages through our podcast pages as well. Mm-hmm. We have a PayPal. Mm-hmm. Feel free to donate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, feel free to donate. All your proceeds go to our pocket and <laughs> <laughs> and we're not giving any of it to Greta Thunberg. Yeah. yeah all your proceeds go to our pocket. That was really good. Um and yeah, that's that's all the admin, right? Uh, uh social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all right. Uh without further ado, how are you, bro? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um I'll, I've been up for quite a while, you know. Having a baby is starting to rear its ugly head <laughs> so yeah i'm tired as shit right now but i'm very happy that we're potting again uh it's been a while how about you bro i'm good and no, i'm i'm happy to be back it's been a while like you said it's been a minute yeah so yeah i'm happy to be back mm-hmm. funny enough you said you've been up you know because of the baby mm-hmm. there is a tweet of yours i saw yeah where you you said some caesar was on his r&b nigga with the six-pack and he was like we stay up making love all night until the sunrise yeah then i'm like yeah staying up did get you the baby absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like that's a triple entendre <laughs> yeah no staying up definitely is what got us the baby man you know what it's like when a relationship is new i mean you're in one right now the okay let's not make things uncomfortable around here but <laughs> <laughs> but usually in a new relationship you guys are jumping each other's bones all the time that's just what you do you know the newness of it mm. and there was like a poem slash song that i wrote for tando and that was like a lyric from the poem slash song oh so, smooth yeah man i, I, I can be applause. romantic at times I, I i've got a romantic streak about me you know but yeah that's that's what led to us having that little rat that you saw in the in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that little rat. That little rat. Don't call my nephew a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga's a rat, man. But he's such a good kid, man. He's always smiling. You know, he doesn't fuss that much. Yeah, he's just a good kid. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, for now, a lot can change, you know. I always mm. tell Tando, right now, he's the apple of your eye, you know. He loves you. He adores you. But... Like when he's twelve, thirteen, and his life starts changing like drastically, 
that nigga's gonna hate you and you have no control over that shit bro just just wait until he's in high school mm. and you guys have provided this nice life for him mm. and then he goes and records a rap song where he says came from the bottom and you're just gonna Fam. look at him like bruh like, you came from the bottom <laughs> <laughs> like we living in the suburbs what do you mean Fam. <laughs> Look, my parents, while they were studying in America, although they didn't come from the... Well, I didn't come from the bottom. Their circumstances were way worse. Like, yeah. my circumstances as a baby were way worse than what this nigga has. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, it was like, what, four siblings in this tiny little university apartment? Oh. That's not coming from the bottom, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like your parents are making money. They can support you. You don't. They don't have to sell drugs for that money. Mm. They don't have to kill for that money. You don't have to rob anybody exactly. for that money. You're not coming from the bottom. If this nigga complains about growing up in this <laughs> house, <laughs> starting from the bottom, I'm, I'll I'll whoop his little ass. I feel like everyone just says that, man. It's a cool thing to say. I don't yeah. want him to be a rapper. Mm. Uh, he can rap for fun on the side. And if he makes money off doing it on the side, then I'm fine with it. But you can't grow up saying, I want to be a rapper that talks about starting from the bottom. It's not going <laughs> to happen. That's just not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But anyways, how, how have things been, man? How's work? How's home uh, life? Work is good. Uh, yeah. Approaching the end of the year. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I need to take leave. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, work has been good. It's been a good year. I'm not suffering burnout. mm in fact, we actually had a, a little seminar about burnout and resilience. Yeah. Which was quite nice. So it uplifted a lot of people in our department. But okay. otherwise, work has been fine. Mm. Uh, the year as a whole, mm. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, if I did like a little YouTube year in review of yeah. my year, it's been all right. Yeah, I can't complain. We can do that. I think we, we'd have a lot to say as a piece of content. We can do like a year and wrap up for YouTube. Mm. It doesn't have to be long, can be like 30 minutes, whatever. But I, I have a lot to say about my year in general. Yeah, I, I, think I think we talk about a lot of our shit on the podcast anyways. So a lot of it won't be new information per se. But mm. to go like deeper into like our personal whatevers, I think it would be pretty dope for listeners. What about you? How has work been the year? Just a quick summary. Um. Okay, work has been all right, man. Like... Obviously, I'm still trying to break back into my field of study mm -hmm. in terms of work. But the job that I have now is just providing a decent level of comfort at the moment. Um, I don't want to get too complacent because that makes niggas stay in dead-end jobs forever. Mm. But as long as I, I've got guap, I'm fine. As long as I can support my kid, I'm fine. But uh, in general, it's been just work, dude. I have nothing in particular that's negative to say other than that i'm getting bored and that's a personal thing i'm just yeah. getting bored i can complain about office politics till i'm blue in the face but everybody has that dude like mm. um i think a lot of the things young people um don't realize when they break into the workforce is that office politics are never going to be perfect like you can't leave a job because of office politics yeah you actually you shouldn't leave a job because of that unless you're being targeted to be like uh, dismissed or whatever from the position mm. but you like if you're a young person 22 23 24 and you leave a job because somebody was not nice to you or somebody looked at you funny that's not a good reason to lo lose your yeah, job especially like, in this economy in this economy because the next interview that you get and they ask you okay so why did you leave your previous job what is it about that environment that uh made you want to leave and then you're gonna be like 
yeah, no, some like the people there weren't nice. It's like, dude, you're you're not showing any sort of resilience or character or anything like mm. that. You're just somebody that's spoiled and shit. You just want everything to be perfect, and that's not your life, bro. It's yeah. okay. It's never gonna happen. But in short, yeah, no, I, I can complain about that stuff, but it won't make any real difference. I can see past it. I can work yeah. past it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a better position to be in. Like you're saying, you want to move back into your field. Yeah. But at least you still have that fallback and comfort of security of I've still got this. Yeah. I've so while I'm job, looking yeah. for the opportunities in my field, yeah. I've still got something going on. For sure. Yeah. It's, so and it's better. that's another thing that young people don't do. They f- like quit their jobs thinking, oh, fuck, I'll figure it out in front. No, you you won't burn up, Billy. You won't, bro. You won't. <laughs> you need to make sure that yeah. you have something to back yourself up. It's true. Not this gent. Who's this? Fam, yeah, let me tell you a story about the nigga that's calling me right now. <laughs> this nigga got me fired from my previous job. Jeez. So, like, my previous job, I used to, um, well, I actually resigned twice and got fired once. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember, you remember yeah, this. I remember you went back there. Yeah, so, um, I'm just going to turn it off. But they, they wanted you to come back. Okay, no, yeah. the first time, look, it was the drug thing. I, I think you remember yeah. being a part of that. <laughs> 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 that was hilarious, man. Yo, if I could... Let's see. I don't know, 25 years from now, we need to have, like, a reunion <laughs> pod talking about all of this once I'm out of the workforce for real. Yeah. But... The that first was actually time, wild. I forgot yeah, about, you forgot that. about that. The first time it was a drug thing. Yeah. I had marijuana in my system. So I was like, I bet. Let me resign before these niggas fire me. Because in my contract, it said zero tolerance policy against drugs. Yeah. So I tested positive twice for that test, dude. Mm. Like within a two-week period. And as somebody who doesn't smoke weed a lot, I don't know why it was in my system for so long. Because usually if you're somebody who doesn't smoke weed, it's in and out in a couple of days. But in a two-week period, I still tested positive for this shit. So they're like, hey, dude, if you test positive again, we have to let you go. I was like, mm. hey, dude, fair enough. <laughs> I just resigned because I was like, nah, I have no confidence <laughs> at all that this is going to be a, a negative test. I was like, yeah. nah. The second time, I got fired because of this nigga. This nigga, um, we went to an event. It was not far from where we worked. We set up for the event. We took everything down, but we didn't go back to the office. So we absconded from work. Mm. Yeah, they call it absconding from work. So I absconded from work. Um, they suspended me for a couple of days, had a disciplinary hearing. They're like, I dude, you fucked up. Chai. Damn. So I'm like, I bet. Spent two months at home. They called me back. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so this is what we're doing. Okay, I'm back again. This is my, my third stint you at had, this place. You had your Thanos moment. You're like, exactly. I'm inevitable. <laughs> I'm inevitable. Like, literally. Why do you guys keep calling me back? Is it because I'm cheap labor or, you know, it's part of it? And anyways, I went back to work and they cut my hours. So mm. I was working three days a week. And that's when we started potting, like for real. Oh, yeah, we yeah. started potting when we when I was working three days a week. We could pot during the week. Yeah. Things were nice, you know. Yeah, the, the Smirnoff days. Smirnoff yeah. days, bro. Just crack a six-pack of Smirnoff while potting. Oh, <laughs> those, those were the days. Um, and then the third time I resigned. The, the third, mm. like That was the final time I just left. But this is the nigga that's trying to call me. And he tried to call me last week and I mized the call. I'm still bitter about it. I don't know why. Dude. <laughs> like, my life is pretty damn great, but I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> like, yeah. what does he possibly have to say right now after all this time? He never said, like, dude, I'm sorry that I, you know, got you in that situation. Because he had the car. I got there with him. 
Mm. And then we ended up squatting from work with him. I'm like, dude, we should probably just go back. If you want to have a drink, we can have a quick one. 30 minutes, they won't notice that we're gone. But we were gone for four hours. That's half a day. Yeah. It's, it's just dumb, dude. It's just stupid. And I was just too far away to Uber. So, <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, yeah, but a lot of a lot of shit, man. But in general, yeah, my, my year was pretty good to answer your question. Um, work is good. Uh, family's good. Planning on moving again next year. Mm-hmm. To a to a bigger spot, but f- luckily li- luckily enough, not more expensive. So, yeah, man, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, any any pressing issues you want to get to today at the pod? No, no. I actually wanted to ask you. Mm. Uh, last week we were supposed to pod, yeah, but we didn't. And you yeah. said you had some really good topics on your docket. I had yeah, I had a couple of things I wanted to discuss, but news is fleeting. That's the thing. News mm. is fleeting. So what 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 was last week's news isn't necessarily like top of my list, but there is something that I want to talk about. Somebody that we were connected with briefly, uh, Gareth Cliff. Yeah, I was telling Zandi yesterday about mm. how he scratched his balls when he was talking <laughs> to us, because it, it it like dawned on me. I was like, this dude was sunning us in his office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was like, no, he's just scratching his balls while telling us how great our content is and our ideas i was like man he's actually sunning us in this moment look looking back that felt like a subliminally racist moment like if i have to look at gareth cliff's history which Mm. we were not thinking about when we were auditioning or whatever we were just happy to be there yeah we were we just yeah we're just happy to be in the building like yo dude we're at cliff we've been doing the pod thing for not very long so this is a huge step Mm. for us to be in the presence of like one of the pioneers of podcasting in our country right yeah um but looking back it's like he his body language you know wasn't the greatest you know and that scratching of the balls thing when you're in a meeting with young professionals like it's kind of disrespectful but yeah i think this kind of solidified it i don't know if you saw the clip going around on twitter of the yeah, the Nando's sponsored thing. Yeah. The, what's it? The the burning burning show or the, something the, like the that. The burning show or whatever, where they yeah. want to talk about hot topics. No pun intended. <laughs> so one of the hot topics were obviously the impending uh, elections that are coming up, mm-hmm. and they had uh, the leader of the DA on the show and the black hand. I don't know who this hand is, dude. Do you know who she uh, is? I forgot her name. But what does uh, she represent? What is she? Or just a. I'm not Actually, sure. I can't remember exactly, but she's yeah. someone of significance. She's someone of significance that we yeah. have no idea who and she is. And then there was yeah, DA leader John Steen Hazen. Yeah. Uh, that guy. I don't know. Every time I see his face, he, I just think he looks really stupid. No, he does. Like he just looks like someone who's who's dumb. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, yeah. but like I feel like if I was in a room full of people and I needed to ask like a question, he's probably the last person. <laughs> In fact, like, <laughs> I'd ask everyone, and if they don't know, I'd look at him, and I'd just look at my phone and Google. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just give up on him. Be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother asking this nigga. Yeah. The thing is, he brings up, like, okay, I don't know how smart he is, but when I hear him speak, he doesn't seem that dumb to me. Right? Mm. He just, I know what you mean by the look. He doesn't yeah. look that bright. And also, whenever I see him, he's dancing, so... 
I don't know if that <laughs> contributes to it as well. Like, why is this nigga dancing to John Vuligate? Why? Why do politicians love dancing? First Sam, of all, <laughs> I was watching the um, yesterday. They had the not yesterday, Friday evening. The 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 last rally before the elections take place because this weekend was special elections, right? Mm-hmm. For people that are disabled or they won't be able to make it to the polls yeah. or whatever, they had special voting for them. So they had the last rally. So. They're like, yeah, um, please welcome to the stage uh, DJ Mahuta. Now, I haven't heard this name in years, dude. Like, remember yeah. Fed Cook and Mahuta? <laughs> like, like, who, like, why are these niggas so, like, dancing? This is not, is this, <laughs> does this shit get votes? Like, this I, shit. That's what makes me laugh. Like, I don't understand why a campaign has to have a concert. Like, why is there a, a celebrity all-star list for a, a political rally? Fam, it makes this no sense. the elections or Coachella? Like, <laughs> I'm just wondering, what the hell are these niggas doing, dude? Them man was hosting Tomorrowland <laughs> just to get votes. <laughs> I understand. Nah, dude. Okay, Tomorrowland could get some votes, though. <laughs> Tomorrowland could get some votes. But, nah, like... Yeah, this Stianazian guy was on the show with with Cliff and and this African honey. I don't I don't know what her name is. I don't know what she represents either. Mm. But she she was basically the the clip that I saw because we haven't seen the full video. From what I saw from the clip, she was complaining about uh, the plight of being black, yes. especially a woman. Mm. And Cliff dismissed that. She's like. He's like, nobody cares about that. Yeah, he said, no one cares about your lived experience yeah, of exactly. racism. Exactly. Like, all people want is running water and electricity. Yes. As far as the um, election talk was concerned, I guess he had a point. Because he was citing some study. I don't know how true the study is. I'd have to check. That 90% of people... Uh, do not complain about the hate crimes or the racism in the country, but rather about service delivery. Mm-hmm. 90% of the people complain about service delivery. That's shocking, in fact, to me. But he's he said this, and I was like, okay, fair. I don't think racism is necessarily at the top of the list of the less fortunate, the least fortunate people in our economy. Yeah. But you do not tell a black person with the like historical background yeah. of our country that you don't care about her lived experience of yeah, racism, especially with your own history. It, it, like, you, dude, you understand what I'm saying? He's a very controversial figure. He is a very, especially when where race, race is, is concerned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what I want to talk about. Like from what you saw in the video, um, what do you make of it? Just in general, what do you make of it? Like, I agree with you. Eh? Yes. Okay. For going uh, municipal elections, you mm-hmm. know, local elections. Mm-hmm. He's right that service delivery should be what we all should be concerned about mainly. Mm. But so that part he was right about. But mm. he was completely wrong to just tell someone no one cares about your lived experience yeah. about as a black person. Yeah. Yeah, that was messed up. Like, because to me, Politics and race and all these things, they're all interconnected. Absolutely. They, yeah, they're not mutually exclusive of one another. That's no, they're true. all connected, mm-hmm. especially in South Africa more than anywhere else. I'd have to agree. Uh, so for him to do that and for DA leader John Stianazen to just sit there smiling throughout those two yeah, minutes. Yeah, like that's the other thing. He didn't reprimand Cliff. Like this yeah, is somebody well. who's. 
entire life goal as the DA is to get black votes exactly. because they know, okay, at least we got whites and some colors on our side. But their whole life goal is to get black votes. All he had to do in that moment was stand up for this exactly. for this lady. And he would have been in the good graces of so many more people. But his true character came through, which is what we see with politicians, dude. Mm. Yeah. So, I think Gareth Clith, uh, I saw that Nando's pulled out of sponsoring that show now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although some people believe it's not true. Some people say, and this is also true, some people said that the same people who sit in the boardrooms at Nando's, mm-hmm. like at the top there, share the same views as him because it's oftentimes mm. white people. Yeah, yeah. And not just white, but old white people. Mm-hmm. So someone said they probably are still sponsoring him, allegedly, undercover, even though they publicly pulled out. I don't know. That is, that's just speculation. But that's speculation. Timeline. Okay, I understand people on the internet speculating, but we've been in these types of discussions. Like, what's the return on investment exactly. for Nando's for... Like sponsoring them behind closed doors. Yeah, that's what I don't get. I think people, and it's very common, they want to be angry. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you guys are lying, Nando's. You're still <laughs> sponsoring him. It's like, Nando's has nothing to gain from sponsoring somebody exactly. under the table. Like, it makes no it sense. It makes no sense. Um, also, I don't know why. <laughs> this is another thing I have, another issue I have with common society. Yeah. Because if we're being. Fair. They are levels to society. We're just commoners. Yeah, yeah. Um, common society likes to believe we're more special than we are. Mm. Like I don't believe Nando's would actually be like, let's publicly announce something so that the commoners believe it while we do something else under the table. Yeah. Like, no, they really don't care that much. It's yeah. not that deep. Yeah. Especially yeah. with regards to us. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. They know we're still going to go buy chicken. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Absolutely. They got that meal, that, that full chicken, three sharing sides. Exactly. I'll be ordering that shit all the time. Bro, the uh, little bowl with the... With oh, the, oh yeah. man. Fine. Come on, bro. But hey. It's not an ad either, but... Yeah, it's but not this, an ad. This is the thing that's different between brands and politics brands know exactly where their money is going and they need figures to back that up in terms of their return mm. they have nothing to gain exactly from doing any backdoor dealings with somebody and unless like somebody's being held ransom or some shit and controversy pays to an extent Absolutely. gareth cliff is gonna be fine Absolutely. he's gonna get other sponsors yeah he's gonna do other big shows on mm. big platforms He's going to be fine, which is the sad part about this, mm. that there are some people who, especially white figures in South Africa, I think this is also why it's, this thing was so big, mm. because someone like Gareth Cliff, who has this controversial history, mm. still had this platform in 2021, despite his yeah. past. I was so, thinking that, like, why is Nando still involved with him knowing what we know about Gareth Cliff? Or? And in 2025, he's still going to do something controversial, probably, mm. <laughs> on a bigger platform. Mm. And we're all going to say, remember the Nando's thing? Remember the Idols thing with, yeah. uh, what's her name? I forgot now. But that old lady, man. Marlo. Yeah, Marlo. We're all going to look back and say all these things he's done, all the things he said on radio when he still used to be on radio. Mm-hmm. He's going to survive, which is unfortunate. Um, but 
I feel like where now the politics comes in of this, mm-hmm. it's alarming to me that possibly, if I look at CNAs and now, mm-hmm. white people in power are literally looking at black people and they look at us with the whole attitude of we don't care about your lived experience. Like to them, it doesn't matter. They just care about money and that's it. You know, this is a thing that you, you, you mentioned the commoner. And this is one thing that commoners of a certain economic class won't understand that this nigga literally didn't um, reprimand Cliff for making that comment. Yet, you guys are still going to vote for him. Mm. And, okay, firstly, white people are still going to vote for him because that does not affect them. Yeah. And they probably see things in much the same way. But black people are also still going to vote for him because they didn't notice that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, 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 the blacks or the, the colors of a certain economic class are not going to stop voting for him because they noti- they didn't notice that thing. Mm. And that's... That's a, that's that's unfair because maybe they don't have access to these clips. They don't have access to just thinking about things in a more nuanced way. Like we can say, okay, yeah. Gareth Cliff didn't necessarily say the word Kaffir or he didn't say anything that was outrightly racist, like mm. a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> and Stian Hazen obviously didn't do that either. But the fact that he was quiet about it, like I don't like whites that are silent, dude. Yeah, because... It's like they say, if you know something's being wrong and you choose to keep quiet, you're siding with the oppressor. Absolutely. As that famous saying goes. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw I saw something on my WhatsApp status. Uh, I don't know if you know him, Jose Rocha. He's a DJ here in, in the South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. kind of expanded his horizons. He's doing quite well for himself. Um, he posted a status of one of his friends, a white guy, who posted... Um, it's almost the end of the year, and I don't have a PS5. One of the only niggas that has that shit is Jose. Now, first, like, when I read it, I was like, that's funny. But then I saw the guy's name that posted I was like, ah, this is a white guy. Mm. So I texted Jose. I'm like, dude, so you allow your friends to use that word around you. To this day, I haven't received a response. I was, I was, like, this happened this week. Mm. Like, on a Tuesday or something. I'm like, you, you let your friends use these words. I'm like... Okay, so white people are really not on the same page as us, dude. Just on yeah. the small issues, like outright using the N-word. And I understand the way this guy used it. He obviously didn't use it as a derogatory term, but you don't use the fucking word. I don't know how many times yeah. we have to get on this podcast and say that <laughs> shit. Like, it's you like just don't use the word. time, man. Jesus Christ, bro. But it just shows that white people, like, they're not affected by the same things that we're affected by. Yeah. And that's what would compel somebody like Cliff to say, we don't care like, he's literally speaking for them, dude. Like, yeah. We don't care about your lived experience as a black person. Um, did you see that thread about uh, things that you'd like to ask white people? Like, black people, ask white people anything. Yeah, I think I saw one. Not recently, but... It was recently. It was they posted it, like, two days ago. I saw one that was, like, a year or two ago. Mm. I think maybe it's been rehashed. Yeah, it's yeah. been rehashed. Yeah, they definitely... They did it a while ago. They asked Indians, colors, blacks, whites. Yeah. But this one... I guess it was refreshed, and there were some really honest whites, yeah? and of course the whites that will defend their whiteness with all of their fervor, yeah, bro. the white knights. Yeah, and there were a lot of the cliff type of whites there, 
mm. that would say that no, we are compassionate towards black issues. We just have no way of giving up the privilege that we have. Like, we have no way of giving up the privilege that we have. Really? Okay. Fine. I, I, I guess. I guess. Then there was the other type of white that was like, um, the, 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 the question was, is it true or, or why is it that you white people hate us black people so much? And then the white guy commented, and it's a young guy, obviously. He's like, I think the fear of the unknown is what has had us. Unknown. Yeah, look, mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a comment that amongst whites that we're going to do to them what we did, like what they mm. did to us. So that fear of the unknown of like, you know, let's be proactive in our hatred towards them so that if some shit happens, we're prepared. Mm. They they kind of like have to stay on their toes. And that to me was the most honest assessment of it because yeah. this guy is like, okay, he's young and obviously he has some knowledge of the political landscape in the country. And he's like, yeah, I think the fear of the unknown is what makes us not like black people or act as if we don't like black, like black people. And the excuse that, yes, I do have black friends, sometimes this is a valid one. Mm. So you cannot s- make somebody a racist just outrightly for being white. And I was like, okay, you, you guys are making a couple of fair points, but fuck that, nah. Because yeah. I never want to hear that shit in an <laughs> argument. <laughs> I never want to hear that shit in an yeah. argument, bro. If you say some racist shit and you say, I can't be racist because I've got black friends. Yeah, that's messed up. That is just, it's messed up, bro. But you should check out the thread. It's got like a couple of interesting assessments from whites. I think you'd find it very cool. Yeah, I'm going to search it, actually. I want to yeah. see what they say. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I think that part of the unknown, there's also another like unknown that I've realized white people view black people in, mm. which is black people are almost viewed as subhuman mm-hmm. to white people. That's true. Throughout history, even today. Yeah. Like white people almost see it as they are people and black people are things. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're less human. Like, mm-hmm. they almost think we're barbaric. We're just like... Well, that's what racism is built on, bro. Yeah. And I've never understood that. Um, it's it's so weird. Uh, what don't you understand about it? Like, the psychology of it? Like, what would make a white person think in those terms? Or, like, what, what yeah, is it in like particular why, that you don't understand? Like, about? that's why... I, like, why would you think in those terms? Mm. I remember this one time. This is one uh, time in primary school. I went to the Val Dam for a weekend away with this white friend of mine at mm-hmm. the time. And <clears throat> so it was his family and I think like another family of their friends with, right? We were all mm-hmm. staying in this big house. Mm-hmm. I'm the only black person there. Yeah. Um, that must have been mad comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the time, going to a white primary school. Yeah. You know, living, you didn't really think of yeah, living with white neighbors. Yeah. I didn't really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. But there was one point where I thought about it, mm-hmm. whereby in the morning, uh, we woke up, you know, we went, we brushed our teeth, me and my friend, mm-hmm. and they were making breakfast. So when we stepped out onto like the patio where they were making breakfast, the guy from the other family, he was like, to my friend, he was like, oh, okay, did you brush your teeth? Yeah, my friend was like, yeah, we just did that now. Then he turned to me and he was like, did you wash your teeth? 
mm. and he like did it in that like weird English thing, like he's trying to sound black, you know. Did you wash? Yeah. Did you wash your teeth? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I brushed my teeth, and then I was like, in my head, I was like, that's weird. That is weird. I was like. In my head, I was like, yeah, like, Cardi B, that's weird. <laughs> you know, I was like, what's going on? Uh, and then it only made sense to me years later. Because it was something that never left me in the back of my mind. Mm. I was like, why did that happen? Until years later in high school, and I realized, oh, it was casual racism. Yeah. It was like, he assumed because I'm black, I'm probably more stupid probably don't understand English mm. whatever the case is. Mm. And it's something I've always been bothered by, especially whenever I see it where a white person will have a conversation with a white person next to them, mm-hmm. then they turn to a black person and speak in that weird that accent. That weird accent. Yeah. I'm like, just speak normally. Like, a person is still going to understand you. Like, Okay. I, okay, two things, and I'm gonna be devil's advocate here because this shit happened to me for real. This shit happened to me for real. Okay, of course I don't speak like a normal South African, right? Mm. But when I change my accent to accommodate black people whose first language or second language is not English, it helps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I don't speak Zulu, and a lot of Zulus in South Africa don't speak any other language except for Zulu. Yeah, cause Baningan. <laughs> it's it's just a, it's the truth, right? Yeah, they're very they're very headstrong, stubborn. Oh, you can call it stubbornness, or they love their culture, whatever it is. <laughs> they don't want to speak any other language. Yeah. Okay. So I figured that I can't speak to this nigga in an American accent. That shit's not gonna work. Mm. And it already an English accent is tough enough for like really rural people. Yeah, it sounds like you're speaking Chinese. I know that exactly. Much. And speaking Sosoto won't make it any easier on them because they don't like that shit. <laughs> any language that's not Zulu any sounds Chinese to them. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was trying to speak to this person. You know, he, he was working as a security guard at my local Department of Labor. I was making yeah. a claim for, you know, those unpaid days uh, for my paternity leave. And I changed my accent for him, dude, because I tried English in my normal accent. I tried... Sosoto, he doesn't speak Sosoto. I'm like, dude, you can't be working at the front line and not know any other language except for English. So I tried speaking to him and I said the word that I was looking for in an African accent. And that helped, dude. Mm. That helped. However, I understand <coughs> how fucking condescending it must yeah. seem coming from a white person, dude. Like, it's like, dude, don't fucking do that. Like, because they do it in a way that's like, I don't even know how to explain it. Bro. Yeah. They do it in a way it's like belittling. And I wasn't trying to belittle this nigga. I was just trying to make him understand. Yeah. Like, we tried African language that I understand, that I can speak, and that didn't work. Mm. I have to try a new approach. But whites don't do that. Whites, yeah. or they, they don't come across that way. I, I can't even tell if it's on purpose or not, dude. I think white people are not aware of how many things they do. Oh, like you're saying, condescending or yeah. belittling, but they just don't know it. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes they know That's it. That's the thing. Sometimes the thing. they're signing us. They know it, <laughs> but other yeah. times they just are not aware. But they don't realize the impact of what they do, what they say. Yeah. I wish they would be more cognizant because all we're asking for, like in terms of this whole Cliff thing, is sensitivity. Cliff mm. didn't have to go that far in saying that we don't care about your lived experience. 
the conversation wasn't even that fiery at that point. Exactly. It didn't have to get to that. So if you're not going to at least be sensitive to like the black struggle, Jesus Christ, I don't know what the fuck to call it, the plight, and that means you are being blatantly racist, dude. Because it's not like you don't know the situation that South Africa has been in. Mm. It's not like you don't know. It's just pure ignorant, like turning yeah. your back to the fact of the matter. I so think white people struggle dealing with discomfort, uncomfortable conversations. They hate yeah. that feeling of guilt. Mm-hmm. So whenever it comes up, they always want to dismiss it and say, but there's bigger problems. That's what Cliff was trying to do. Oh, yeah. They always, they try, to, that. They always try to dismiss racism and be like, but we have bigger problems. Mm. Like people don't have food and water. Those are mm. bigger. Yes, those are big issues. The issues of surviving. I get it. Mm. But they're not doing it because that issue is really bigger. He's doing it to avoid the discomfort. Like I don't want to feel discomfort and feel guilt for what I do, what my grandparents or my forefathers Mm. have done. So they just try to always brush it off. And that's what he did in that moment where he was like, we don't care. Yeah. Here's the real issue. Water and lights. And this this is what the election's about. I I think white people would make their own lives a lot easier by just acknowledging shit, dude. Yeah. Okay, because I, I don't think the average black person is saying give up all your wealth. Exactly. Just so black people can live better. I don't think that's what the average black person is saying. The average black person is saying we're bringing up racism because you guys won't do it. You guys won't acknowledge it. And we just want you guys to acknowledge it and be sensitive towards it. If you do something racist, I'm going to tell you that it's racist. All you have to do is either apologize or we can part ways. That would make white people's lives so much easier in dealing with this like type of guilt, white guilt. They call it yeah. fucking white guilt. Yeah, that shit is, is real, bruh. You should feel guilty. Exactly. But you'd feel less guilty if you actually just said, fam, I'm in alliance with you. I mm. I understand you know, where you're coming from when you say one, two, three. I know I could never really feel that way because exactly. of the life I'm living, but I understand where you're coming from. That's all you need to say, bro. Like... This Rainbow Nation ideal would actually work if they exactly. just did that shit. I it agree would just work. Hundred percent. Indians, that the same. If they could, if they could do that yeah, shit too. I've got a whole other bone <laughs> to pick with Indians. <laughs> Let's go to music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for another day. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are starting to learn how I feel about Indians. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! And the homeboy that was calling <laughs> me just now is an Indian too. <laughs> It's music time. Uh, yeah. For those of you who are first-time listeners or returning listeners of the show, music time is a segment once we hit like around 30 minutes of the show, mm. we play some tunes just to, you know, let it breathe, refresh, and let the platform not burn so much. Mm-hmm. Nando's. Uh, this week, do you have a pick? My phone's off, man. I had one. I had one, but it wasn't on like Spotify or anything oh, like that. So. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, I've got a pick this week. Go ahead. My pick comes from Blackie. Not okay. the one from Narcos. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was also That's mad so wild. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. The bro. only black guy in the whole of It's like, called Blackie. <laughs> in all of Colombia <laughs> in Narcos is called Blackie. <laughs> That's true, but it's also crazy that he was the only black guy. Like, Columbia has mad black people, like mad like dark skinned yeah. black people. That was crazy that he was the only nigga. Like, and they called him Blackie. The only dude in the whole city. I'm like, what are we gonna call him? Negrito. Oh, we call him Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this 
is the South African Blackie. Uh-huh. Uh, the song is called Kwenzekile, featuring Madumane and Chang Cello. I hope you guys enjoy it. Strange. Okay, if you listen to me, I can add it afterwards. Alright. Well, that was Kwenzekile by Blackie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that wraps up music time. <laughs> what's what's g- giggleable? Why are you giggling, bro? We're just looking at the studio audience. The studio audience. Yeah. You want to introduce everybody, Vosu? Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh. Okay. But anyway, second half of the show. All right. We are back. Got my round of applause. No. Oh wow, we've lost our soundboard, guys. Well, I hope it comes up. Afterwards. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. It's our soundboard back. It's it's a thingy issue, garage band issue. Okay, guys. Uh, apologies, we've ran into some technical issues. Just disconnect the aux and put it in the mic, I guess. Just if you want to play sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyway, yeah. Like I said, we ran into some technical issues. Mm-hmm. Music time as well. Uh, some. So we'll see. If you hear the song, you'll hear it. We <laughs> shall see if that works in post-editing. Yeah. And also some of the sound effects. So sorry about that. Apologies, everyone. Yeah. We'll put it in the notes as well. <coughs> um, second half of the show. Second half of the show. Uh, Got to do this old school. I remember this. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's coming through pretty good. Remember when we had to hold it up against the laptop? Oh, <laughs> back in the days. Yeah. Um, second half, you got anything to drive us on? Yeah, I had um, something that I was accused of the other day by my girlfriend and my sister. Mm. She, okay, so we're having dinner. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> funny, actually. I want to get yeah. your opinion on this, okay? And my mom enjoys this drink. I don't even know what to call it, but she calls it starch water. Starch water. Yeah. So all it is, it's she heats up some milk, pours boiling water into it, and it comes like really creamy. It's just warm milk with boiling water, right? And some sugar, right? Yeah. Um, So we've affectionately started calling it milkachino because it's like mad frothy. (laughs) Milkachino. It's just milk and sugar. It's a milkachino. So I'm like, oh, okay, so what's everybody drinking? We had some Coke, we had some Lemon Twist, we had whatever, I had a Belky, you know? Okay. Yeah. And and uh, I'm like, what is everybody drinking? Like, okay, mom's going to have a Milkachino, uh, my sister's going to have whatever the fuck. So we're going to have this and they can have that gay shit. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I said. They can have that gay shit. All right? And then my girlfriend's like, you're so homophobic. Okay, so I was like, all right, all right. This is this is interesting. What about this is homophobic exactly? Yeah. Okay? Because us saying that things are gay, because we, we would also say that in school. Oh, that's fucking gay. Yeah. Right? I get why it's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but even when you're saying something that's not gay is gay, you'd say that's fucking gay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it was one of those things. There's nothing gay about a milkachino that I know of. Yeah, <laughs> like context-wise, there's nothing super gay about. I don't know. It could be homophobic about calling milk and water gay. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I don't know. But 
they kept saying, yeah, that's homophobic. I'm like, okay, but why is it homophobic? No, they're like, no, it just is, and you know it is. And like, they're trying to put this homophobic thing on me, right? I'm like, guys, that's not homophobic if you take into context what I'm calling gay. If I said, oh, they bought roses and all that gay shit, okay? Mm-hmm. I could see why that would be considered gay because roses are something that are, you know, appealing to f- women or feminine people. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's some gay shit. But there's nothing gay about milk and water. Mm, exactly. So I kept saying to them, like, do you guys really think that this is gay? Like, what what do you think about that? Was, do you think that show was gay? Yeah, do you think that that was homophobic, rather? No, I don't think that was homophobic. Mm. I think maybe the only issue in this day and age mm-hmm. could maybe just be that phrase. That's gay. Yeah, just saying something's gay. Yeah. I think maybe that could be the only issue. But even mm. though I don't see it, like if yeah, if someone wanted to give me a, a mochaccino, <laughs> pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, in that context, that's yeah, some gay that shit. Yeah, that's some gay shit. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with some shit being gay. That's the other thing. Like if I say that's some gay shit, that's not me being homophobic per se. It's me making an observation that that shit is gay. <laughs> you remind me of that Boondocks clip where Riley's like. How am I wrong? I saw gay, so I said gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But that's that's how I felt. I felt very attacked. Because I don't consider myself someone homophobic, you know? Yeah. So her her argument was, I dare you to tweet that and see <laughs> see what would make you gay. It's to see if, if that, you know, that statement would be considered gay. But we all know people on Twitter are just angry. That's exactly what I said to her. I'm like, Twitter is the worst place to try and test this gay theory, dude. Like, it's the worst place ever. Because everybody's already mad about something. Exactly. Everybody's got a goddamn rainbow flag in their Evy or in their name. But Twitter is the only place where you can literally tweet, in my opinion. Yeah, and still be thrashed. And the, I can be like, in my opinion... Las- beef lasagna is great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then someone's gonna come on there and say you're so fucking wrong beef yeah. lasagna is the worst how yeah. could you ever say that i'm like it's my it's opinion, my opinion. <laughs> like, these are my whole I, taste buds dude. I, I literally <laughs> made that disclaimer in my opinion dude, i don't understand people <laughs> yeah, on twitter so twitter is the worst place to test something like yeah, that out i agree fully but I, I it just came to like down to it like i just said okay guys that's mm. fine. I'm fucking homophobic then. Let it be. Because <laughs> if I'm homophobic for something like that, I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. It's not like I said, that gay shit is disgusting. You mm. know what I mean? Or I didn't say that gay shit is whack. Or yeah. I didn't demean it for being gay shit, even though it's not gay to begin with. Yeah. So I don't know. I wonder what would happen if, as a family, you guys watched the new Chappelle special. How would they? Oh. Did they Have they watched it? No. You don't think they'll enjoy it? I don't think they'll enjoy it, especially my mom. My dad would definitely like it. Yeah. But my mom would not. She doesn't like swearing, and Chappelle is quite a dirty, dirty boy. But I mean, just for the... The the content. Yeah, the content about the trans people and everything like that. Because (laughs) that Chappelle show, Mm. a special, not the Chappelle show. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. It goes both ways. Mm. In terms of crowd opinion, you either yeah. love it you or hate it. you hate it and you think he's transphobic and homophobic and all the phobics. You think and he just has phobias of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does come 
across as phobic though. <laughs> if you don't listen carefully, like yeah. you watched it, right? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it as well. But I thought it was masterful. I think this is something we once spoke about, yeah. where we said comedy, remember, has the social contract. Yeah, and it's such a shame that that social contract has been broken down mm. in this day and age. Because in this day and age, only the top, top, top comedians mm. get a half pass to mm. do old school comedy mm. about controversial topics like trans people yeah. or whatever. You so have to be a top comedian. You have to be like yeah. in the GOAT conversation yeah. Yeah. or at least top 20 of all time conversations yeah. type of thing. Because regular coming up on the rise comedians, mm. if they did that Chappelle stand-up set, yeah. He would he would not have a career at all. That's He's, a it's fact. done for him. That's a fact. So you have to be that top top level to get away with it, mm-hmm. and that's so it's such a shame to me because like I thought we had that social contract where we know he's just making jokes. Mm. He's not actually being offensive. He's making jokes. Mm. When the show's over, we go home and we laugh, and that's it. You know what he said in the previous special, which I found funny. Sticks and stones is that. Uh, if you're sitting at home right now watching this special, just remember one thing. You clicked on my face. Mm. So the whole thing about outrage, it's like people are looking for it, dude. It's mm. like, how can you possibly be so like bored with your life that you're like, okay, it's time to get angry about some shit and then tweet about it. Let me watch this Chappelle special. It's like, nigga, you had a choice. If you don't know by now in 2021 what brand of comedy this nigga does, that's on you, bro. Like, I cannot hold that man accountable for that. Now, on the other hand, if, I, if, he, he, if he said something that I didn't agree with in particular and I felt like he, was, he, he went too far, because jokes can go too far. Yeah. Then I would also be like, nah, that, that shit wasn't right. But I don't feel like that. And also, I'm not the type to go to Twitter about it and be like, here are 10 points as to why my feelings were hurt by the recent special. Like, you niggas are wasting way too much energy on the wrong shit. <laughs> mm. Like, these people are fine. Like, he said that people... Like, he was able to use the word nigger with impunity, but he can't use the word faggot. <laughs> 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 he can't use the F word that yeah. describes gay people. I yeah, guess. that's, that's like, true. Gay people have, like, a monopoly on the oppression wars now, dude. That's the way it seems. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I saw, <laughs> I saw a funny post. You know Boosie? The, the oh, rapper? Lil Boosie. Okay, yeah, Lil yeah. Boosie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, someone said, Boosie has gone to jail. Like, he's been in jail for 10 years. Mm. He's been a thug, you yeah. know. He's been around violence, gangs. Yeah. And the one thing that ruined his life was saying something homophobic. That's that's, that's what ruined crazy. his life and career. Talking that's about crazy. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> After all the hardships he's been through, Yo, seeing guns, yeah, yeah, drugs, yeah. jail. What did he even the say? The one about thing Lil Nas that X? killed him is commenting on Lil Nas X. What did he say about that, nigga? I, I want to know. Uh, you remember Lil Nas X had a picture where he was like pregnant? I don't yeah, know if it was yeah, photoshopped yeah. or makeup or whatever. Yeah, I don't think he was really pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't know if like they gave him a belly, a prop belly or just photoshopped it or yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. And then he posted a picture. Then Boosie was like, no, this is wrong. He's teaching kids the wrong things. Got cooked for it. Right? Absolutely cooked. In fact, do I have that video? Uh, no, I don't have that. I was going to play. Oh, I do have a Boosie video, though. It's come on. <laughs> <laughs> Boosie got cooked. 
and he hey, was just bro, the come on now, dog. <laughs> Right, uh, that's what got him cancelled. Saying Donna's ex yeah. as a man, mm. or however he identifies. Now I also gotta be careful because people have pronouns. He's a gay man. He, he's a gay. He's, okay. a, he's a man. Yeah, so gay man. Donna's yeah. ex sounds like I'm reading those reports. Florida man. <laughs> gay man. Donna's <laughs> ex says that. <laughs> yeah. So, Donna's uh, ex fans and all the rainbow flag community mm-hmm. cooked Boosie and yeah. He's been cancelled so, to some extent. Nobody really gives a fuck what Boosie says anyways. Like, I don't yeah. really know anybody that's <laughs> running to Boosie exactly. for, like, an opinion on some shit. He's just an entertaining figure. Nobody really cares about him. Mm. But that's different to Chappelle. Like, if Chappelle were to be wiped off the face of the planet due to some shit that he said in a special, that would be an abomination. Yeah. Another thing is that what I loved, or not loved, what I found interesting was the row that happened at Netflix mm. where that other lady left the show. Uh, that I think it's a trans lady mm-hmm. or someone who's just part of the rainbow flag community. Mm-hmm. She left her role as like a whatever writer, producer, whatever the fuck role at she Netflix. did at Netflix okay. for some show because of the Chappelle thing. Because apparently, out of work for that. because apparently the issue is that some of the people at Netflix, obviously Netflix had to buy the special from Chappelle. Right. So some of the people were on board because they pre-approve. They don't just buy it and we're all going to watch it for the first time. Mm. No, they get to see it first mm. or hear the script first. Sure. And then they approve if they want it on their platform. Mm-hmm. So that was the issue that some of the team were happy. They said, nah, this is fire. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. And half of the team was like, no, it's transphobic, what, what, what. And that lady quit her job. And what people found funny or interesting is that that lady worked on a show for black people. Uh, I think it was... Oh, Dear White People. Yes. So a show that's full of a black cast, meant for a black audience, actually had a white woman having having such a valuable input. And this is where... Shout out to my to my nigga man, the the prince of pan Africanism, Doctor mm. Umar Johnson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the prince is that what he calls himself? Yeah, he says no. He answers his phone in one of his videos. <laughs> this is the prince and of pan pan Africanism. <laughs> yeah, like he's you know, he's doing his classic talking, and then no. his phone rings, and he's like, he's like the prince of pan Africanism speaking. <laughs> Hello, who is this? Wow. <laughs> But that's a really thug way to answer <laughs> your phone, I must say. I need to find, like, something gangster like that. <laughs> so, Dr. Uma, oh, like, one of his famous quotes is that all content has intent. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. All content has intent. Mm-hmm. So, when you have a white showrunner having such a valuable input on a show meant for a black audience addressing how they feel about white people... Mm. What do you think the intent is going to be there yeah. in the way that white people might consume the show? Yeah. I think now there's another issue with like the Chappelle thing. I want to dive into the race thing. Mm. But when you have these people at work at Netflix offices, right? it's great for diversity and all that. Mm. Uh, shout out to Netflix. But when these people, and this is another meme I saw, where it's like people, in a, it's like a cartoon. So this guy gets a pie in his face. Mm-hmm. The lady, it's a white lady in the cartoon, a white blonde lady. She yeah. laughs. She's like, ha, ha, ha. The person to the left of her gets a pie in his face. 
ha 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 she laughs mm-hmm. next frame she gets a pie in the face then the frame up to it it's her at a computer writing why comedy these days is so offensive <laughs> like oh, on a computer oh my god and that's I think, a perfect description actually. and I think like, that's what's happening with the Chappelle thing yeah that if these comedians are gonna make jokes about any and everyone else mm. it's hilarious mm-hmm the moment they're going to make jokes about the LGBTQI community, mm-hmm. it's no longer funny to them. Now it's phobic. It's something phobic. And it's offensive. And they are the people uh, that I personally feel are ruining comedy in the sense of they're ruining that social contract we had with comedians. Do you think the fact that that is ruining comedy, that in some ways it's ruining society... Because comedians are like our outlet from that, right? From like yeah. whatever our reality is. Like comedians say things the way they are. And when people are pushing back on that, it's like you guys are ruining like everything exactly. that's nice about escaping from reality. Because like, now we can't make... Uh, basically what they're saying is we're not allowed to make jokes about gay people or anyone from the LGBTQI community. Yeah, We're not allowed to make jokes about them. That's... But this is something that's, like, very American, and it's actually spilling over into our society. Actually, a lot of societies that are Western-facing. Yeah. Right, is that people, like, he was saying at the end of his special that his jokes haven't really been targeting trans uh, transgender people. It's really been about white people mm. and, like, you know, how they're oppressive and everything like that. Straight white men in particular get the brunt of these jokes. And they are not the ones that are getting uh, offended. Mm. But they're getting offended by the trans shit on other people's behalf. So it's not the trans people. He was saying that it's not really the transgender community that's been mad at me, that's been uh, read, like giving me the backlash. It's been all these white people that you know, don't really have a dog in the yeah. room saying that you can't say that, you can't say that. Because Chappelle goes after black people, he goes after white people, exactly. women, he goes men. after everyone. Like, whatever marginalized group you're part of, Mexicans, like, I don't give a shit. He goes after them, dude. And there's this small group of gays, lesbians, bisexuals, and transgenders that feel like they have a monopoly on the oppression now. Like, they yeah. need to be the ones oppressed by it. But he's never really been after them. It's, it's like, just funny writing shit exactly. about them. Dude. It's just funny hearing about it, too. It's like they say nowadays, it's actually, you're better off being racist than being homophobic. Which is wild. That's crazy. Because like he said in his show, and this was a great part of his show, yeah. where he said, um, <laughs> he, he, where he said like uh, that person was white. Like you know how he rips on white people. Yeah. So he said, I think it was someone who was gay or something. Mm. And he said that they called the police mm. on another gay person, right? And this is what he found funny. So it's, yeah. it was basically like two gay people, one black, one white. Mm-hmm. And a fight broke out in a bar. Mm-hmm. And when the black gay person try, was like fighting someone else, trying yeah. to protect this white gay person, mm-hmm. the white gay person forgot about this whole, we're all gay, let's be together mm-hmm. union. And they just remembered they're white. And they called the cops uh, to stop these black right, people right, who are right, endangering right, right, them. Right, right. And that's what Chappelle said. He said, like, do you see now, like, what he's been saying all these years, that at the end of the day, these people, they might say we rock with you, but when it's time for them to be white, 
they're gonna use their white privilege that's and absolutely <laughs> true and they're gonna forget any other marginalized group they belong to and they're gonna be like actually i'm white before i'm, I'm gay. white before i'm gay which I'm is white pretty before nice. I'm trans yeah 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 <laughs> and that's the wild part and this is why um collective group identity politics doesn't work bro because if you remember like when the feminism uh, mm. movement started well, I, we obviously don't remember that shit, but we read this shit, right? <laughs> yeah, it should start back in like the, <laughs> the 50s. 60s and yeah. shit, yeah. So, there was like, okay, the 60s in America was like towards the end of segregation. In some places it had already ended, and other places was still going on. But the feminist movement was making strides. It's like, why would black women want to be a part of that? If they're, mm. th- if they can't even do the bare minimum like why would black women want to be part of the feminist movement when as a black person your rights are already so minuscule exactly you cannot move in packs black transgender people and white transgender people are not on the same level Mm. like whatever like alliance you have with a person that's trans because you're trans it's not it's unfounded bro you shouldn't you shouldn't even consider yourselves friends because when that privilege comes a knocking, you're gonna you're gonna answer that door. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna answer that door and you're gonna welcome it with open arms. But the trans community again that are black cannot think that they're on the same level as exactly. us either. Because you guys are on a whole other level of being able to get away with shit. That's the way yeah. I, I see it. I think white people, like we said, we found they found a way to make themselves victims once again. Mm-hmm. Yes, homophobia. And all of that is wrong. Yes. It, it does victimize people. Yeah. But they've found a way to make it a bigger issue than racism, yeah. which is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's very messed up. Yeah. And they're ruining comedy. It's ruining comedy. Yeah, it's ruining everything. Like, everything. I think society right now is in such a strange place. It really is. I log on to Twitter, and every day on Twitter, there's discourse. Discourse about everything. Like, how do you people stay so mad and academic at the same time about Bro. everything? <laughs> like, everything. Like, someone tweets something, and there's this one account in particular. I don't know the name, mm. but it's this lady. She has dreads, a black girl. She mm. has dreads, wears glasses in the profile picture. Mm-hmm. She has discourse to say about everything on South African black Twitter. Mm. And I'm like, don't you ever stop being mad and academic? Like, can you not just dumb it down just for once in your life and just enjoy life? Because yeah. really, guys, let me tell you guys the truth. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. That shit is bliss, bro. When you're too smart and too angry about all the social ills of yeah. society. You end up like Dr. Umar, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. He's always fucking bitter. You're always going to be mad. Yeah. You're going to be bitter. Yeah. But when you're ignorant, you happy, bro. Yeah. You, you're just such a jolly good fellow. I, I always wondered when I'd use that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you literally just live life vibing. There's a, there's a time for discourse and things, but nowadays everyone wants it every day yeah. on every issue. Things but that aren't even issues, actually. Things that are not even issues, bro. It's these people like... I get where they're coming from. And I try to do this as well, but not with so much, I don't know, obviousness. Mm. Is that you want people to know that you're smart, but you don't want them to take you for a puss. Mm. You know? 
You just don't want people to take you for a boost. And people that are hyper-intellectual on the internet want to firstly show off their, yeah. their uh, intellectual prowess. And then they want to have a discourse. It's almost like the discourse exactly. is secondary. So that's that's I, I get it from one point of view, but I, I don't fuck with it. Like you guys are not gonna enjoy shit exactly. living life that, like 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 that. It's like why does yo Brad, there was there was a there was a dumb one that could only be explained by science and not by some sort of social construction. But this woman was mad about black people and why they always experience some sort of social ill. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was fucking dumb, dude. She said, why were black people born with darker skin? I'm like, what are you trying to get mad about exactly? Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to You're get mad about? You're mad that we're black. <laughs> well, that's and crazy. And she's like, no, no. Um, my point here, guys, is that God made us black and now people hate black people. So why were black people made with darker skin? It's like... Uh, ay, caramba. Uh, like, you're trying to overcomplicate something that is exactly. not complicated. If you want to ask why people hate black people, that's a conversation I'm willing to engage in. Yeah. But why were black people made black by God? I, I can't do it anymore. Someone dude. take that phone away from her, please. Fam, yeah, some people, this is the thing about free speech that I always go back to. Some people don't deserve that. <laughs> and that fucking sucks because I yeah. I wish we could hear all the valuable input from people, but we get so lost in bullshit from people. Mm. That's what Twitter is, dude. It's a feeding yeah. ground for bullshit, bro. Exactly. This morning, my girl asked me, why did you switch off all your Twitter notifications? Because I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Bro. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear, like, I don't care if somebody new is following me anymore. I don't care about Twitter, really. Mm. I don't. I don't. I'm not on Twitter. Like, she sent me a DM. I only got back to the DM in two days. <laughs> I'm dude, ignorance is really bliss, yeah. dude. You're so much happier when you're not spending every bored moment on your phone. Like sometimes exactly. you should just be bored and just be like that. <laughs> Cause another thing, just to touch on those hyper intellectual people. Touch on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what they don't realize that when they use all that that jargon mm. that they use, that academic jargon, mm. which is like, you know, smart language, whatever. Mm-hmm. You lose so many people trying That's to true. be smart. That's true. If I am going to speak in fucking parables and yeah. be all lyrical, spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> speaking riddles and shit. Like, yeah. no one is going to get the message. Exactly. If you speak in layman's terms, mm-hmm. we're going to get you. This is the thing that they teach you in... Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, because if you speak in layman's terms, you're speaking to the masses. Exactly. If you're going to speak in your academic jargon... You're speaking to other academics. Exactly. You're speaking to a minority of people on the social on social media. And that's what I think to... And that's why I'm like, you're so smart, but you're so dumb. Exactly. When I, when I read those, I'm like, you're so, so smart. But you're missing the point. But you're so dumb. Like... What we learn in communication sciences, I'm sure you might have touched on this, but for our field, it was a lot more focused on writing, right? Mm. So you get technical writers. These are people that write medical journals. They write um, the pamphlets for medications. They know exactly what they're writing about a specific subject. Yeah. But then you get people who are communicators, like mass communicators, like marketing. Mm. You need your marketing to be understandable. You don't want to put it in too much technical terms. Exactly. If you're selling a product or you're marketing a product, who are you trying to market it to? If you're talking about this f- 
floor whiz pro uses the go- no not gok gok i can't say that <laughs> this floor whiz pro uses nano microfibers that will sweep up dust in such you know and they put yeah. it in all these scientific terms you're not gonna win doing all that scientific exactly. shit just say that that shit works and show us a video that's how you market that shit you don't put a whole like long list of exactly scientific terms to explain it you like, don't do that don't tell me that the mop spins at 20,000 revolutions 3, per minute revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> Twist the wizard right? <laughs> but if you tell me that uh, if you put the video show yeah. the guy spinning the mop in that bucket yeah. and you're like lightning quick drying off I'm gonna be like on the mop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be sold. I'm yeah, gonna be sold on that. Absolutely. Because I understand lightning quick. It's fast. Exactly. That's what I need to know. Exactly. But now, if you're gonna get too technical, like you say, you yeah. lose me. And that's what these Twitter people do in their threads. They mm-hmm. lose the masses because I'm an academic mm-hmm. and I fucking hate reading academic shit all the time. It bores I me. Too. I love layman's terms for things. Yeah. Like layman's terms, it just simplifies life because at the end of the day, we're just regular people. That's true. That's true. Even like Neil deGrasse Tyson loves layman's terms. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like because he's a communicator, he, he calls himself an educator. Okay, so he's a a, a, a cosmo. What, what is it? A cosmologist or? Yeah. Astrophysicist. Yes. He's an astrophysicist, and of course, he knows all the technical terms for all this shit. But if he's trying to tell us something, he'll dumb it all the way down, dude. There's a book that he wrote called Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, which is just mm. for people like me and you. If you want to know some shit, you can read that book and it's in layman's terms. That's the way shit is supposed to be. Don't try to flex your intellectual uh, whatever is because that's what fucking Jordan Peterson does. And that's my only criticism yeah. of Jordan Peterson. He's so bright, but he doesn't communicate effectively. Yeah. He's so smart, but he's talking to a specific group. Yeah, that's that why some of, like him. some of his clips and videos come across as condescending yes. for those who don't get him exactly. at his level. That's when I was thing. reading his book, I was always on my on my dictionary app, dude. Because this nigga is not talking in layman's terms. I not only was Googling words, but I was Googling concepts because he wasn't hmm. explaining the concepts. So it's like, okay, you're a great writer and f- as a piece of literature, this is brilliant. I have the same criticism about the Bible, by the way. I think mm. it's so well written, but I don't understand that shit. Yeah, the Bible is a confusing <laughs> read. It's, it's a confusing <laughs> read, dude. It's like you guys are speaking like you guys are so good at your penmanship. Like whatever, whether or not what you're saying is true or not, that's whatever. Yeah. But you niggas are so good at writing. The niggas that wrote this shit and the niggas that translated this shit. More importantly, for us English people, mm. this is brilliant, dude. But I don't understand what the fuck you guys are saying, dude. Like your fables don't connect. Yeah. To reality, or they they're not cohesive or anything like that. But it's such a good read, and that's my only criticism of it. But you niggas need to learn how to be better communicators. Exactly. That's that's literally all it is. I think yeah. That's that's my my chat. I could go yeah. on f- about that forever, <laughs> dude. We could, we could, but I'm happy with that. Um, yeah. We went off into quite an interesting rabbit hole there. Yeah. From Mochaccinos to. Right, <laughs> <laughs> the hyper intellectuals on social media yeah. as a result of Dave Chappelle <laughs> and just yeah. people being mad, crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah. that's the part. Um, 
Have you wait before? Not the end of the part. I'm just saying that's the part. Like that's the way it goes. Yeah, Yeah, that's how things go. But we we will close off. We're basically one minute twelve, one hour twelve. Um, is there anything in recent times that you've you know believed in or like believed about something that you've changed your mind about, like anything in particular Mm. that you've been able to change your mind about? Um. It's a tough one. I need to think. Yeah, you need to think about that one. I don't know. Well, I think is there something that you've had a change of heart about? Um. Yeah. I don't know if it's from having a kid. It's it's about the kid though. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought. Yeah, I thought that it would be a lot more challenging than it is. Mm. I thought that. Um. The. I don't know, financial burden that comes with having a child would be a lot more unmanageable than it is. I thought that supporting him or getting to understand children and their cues and stuff would be harder than it is. And so far, it's going really well. And I think what I wanted to post on Twitter is to ask men what it is about having kids that scares them the most besides Mm. the financial implication. Because everybody that is young and having kids is worried about the same thing for the most part, which is money. Mm. But like from your point of view, I don't know if you want to start a family one day. Is there something in particular that you're scared of about having kids besides the money aspect? Besides money, I think I'm still at a point where I'm just a little bit too selfish at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, I just feel like I'm still a bit too selfish to have a kid. In terms of, like, your time and how you allocate your time to things. Yeah. Like, you want to do your own thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's, like, it's great being an uncle. I love spending <laughs> time with my nieces and nephews. Yeah. To a certain extent. They get annoying, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And. Especially when they talk, start talking, I'm sure. I think, like, when I do longer-term babysitting. Yeah. Like where now I'm basically the parent of this child for a few days. Yeah. yeah like yeah. no longer than just a few hours. And it's like, okay. You're taking care of a kid now. It's yeah. me and you for the next three, four days. Shit. Then that's why I realized that, yeah, I- I'm not ready to do this. Like the attention and time you need. Yeah. And I'm just want to close the door in your face and like, leave me alone. <laughs> like yeah. I just want to sit here for some hours and relax. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think yeah, it's the selfishness. The financial part, obviously, that's for, like you said, it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for me, it's just the selfishness that I don't think I'm ready to give enough of myself yet mm-hmm. to a person. No, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. By the way, if, if what I said sounded like having kids is not a handful, it is. It's just not as bad as I thought it would be. Okay. And mm. maybe that's because I'm not here, like, for the full week. So I don't really get to be as hands on as I'd like. But when I'm here, best believe I'm up you know yeah and i think that goes back to what i said last week about having kids for the right reasons Mm. if your intention is to make sure that the kid's life is good then that shit doesn't really matter staying up late nights you know the kid's survival is paramount you know making making sure that he's comfortable so that really did change in the past couple of months like I think since Tanda was pregnant, actually, that changed. Like, mm. my outlook on the smallest things. Do you know how sensitive I am now, bro? 
Like as though I wasn't a crybaby before. I get sensitive about a lot of <laughs> shit. Like I, I, yeah. And I get triggered by a lot of shit. Not in like a social social justice <laughs> warrior yeah. type of way. But I get triggered by things pretty easily. So yeah. There's a lot. A lot of things are changing that are small, but yeah. I definitely take my time a lot more seriously because I have so little of it now. Mm. Like on on Wednesday, I'm writing another exam. So, like my time, dude, is just. I, I, I respect my time so much more now, like my own time. Yeah. But, yeah, no, in general, I, I've changed my mind about that. I've also changed my mind about political things. Last week when we spoke, I, I said that, you know, a, a party that would align with my interests would be a party that would give opportunity. You know, financial freedom, um, mm. job opportunities, stuff like that, freedoms. And I was thinking, fam, the average person isn't thinking in those terms at all. Like, the average person with no running water, the average person with, you know, long drop toilets or no indoor plumbing is not thinking in those terms. They're not thinking about opportunity. Mm. They're thinking about getting out of poverty. And they're not thinking about how that is going to come about. They just want to get out of it. So... In that way, like, for obviously my selfish needs, I, I would want the opportunity and the freedom aspect of it, but that's not the most important thing at all that I'd be looking for uh, in, a, in a political party. Mm. I think there are things that are way more pressing. It's just because we talk from a position of already having those things where yeah. we just don't seem to give a fuck. But I do give a fuck. I do give a fuck. So that, mm. that has changed in my mind about what's the most important in yeah. recent days. Did I give you enough time to think about it? <laughs> I still haven't been able yeah, to no. find something. I guess it would have to come to me. Yeah. When I when you think about it. When I experience at that moment. Yeah. Where I realize I used to feel differently about this. Mm. Yeah. For now I'm struggling to think about what I've had a change of heart on. Yeah. I can say maybe the one change of heart I had earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And I spoke about it on the pod. Yeah. Uh, was where I said how I feel about love in relationships. Mm-hmm. Where what did I you said, say? remind me. Remember, I said something about men don't need love; they need respect. They need respect. Yeah. I hope the studio audience is listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's peering uh, out a window uh, that's closed. <laughs> <laughs> I said men need respect and loyalty and all of that Mm. and then we came to the conclusion that all of that comprises the love a man will feel Mm. from his woman Mm -hmm. but i said this thing of what do you want from a woman and a guy says i want love no yeah i think that was the one change of heart i had this year that i can remember Mm. but in recent recent times i can't remember much but yeah before i used to think yeah what do i want from a lady i just want to be loved you know now it's like no, you need respect. You need someone who respects you, who's loyal to you, you know, understanding all mm-hmm. of those things, and those things together comprise of what love is. Yeah, at least for yeah. me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I don't think love is like a one thing, like a one answer or one dimensional thing. It's got all of those aspects that you mentioned: loyalty, respect, mm. uh, understanding, compassion. All of that shit matters, bro. But love as like this superficial concept, I, niggas don't need that. Yeah, girls need that for sure. Yeah, and they 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 kind of describe love in terms of affection, 
like mm. being affectionate. That's not love, bro. That's a superficial version of it. That's yeah. just something that you can touch. That's not love. I'm sorry. And I agree with you. Niggas don't need love, but we need all of that shit. Yeah. Niggas are very sensitive. I don't know if you've noticed that about yourself. Like, yeah, we are, man. We're very insightful about what it is that we want <laughs> from other people. I think we just have a hard time communicating it. We Especially really even to ourselves. That's true. Because it took me the longest time. Yeah. I only found this out at what? 24, 25. Yeah. That, that is what love is for me. For you, yeah. You know what I mean? So I spent the whole of my life not knowing that. Shoot. But women know how to communicate what they want a lot from a lot of a younger age compared to us as guys. But yeah. as guys, we always know what we need. We just struggle to communicate it. And sometimes it's it's we know what we want to say, but we don't want to say it because there's also that social contract. I guess it's a social contract that men don't talk about that shit. Mm. Your feelings are not important if you're a nigga. And yeah. that's the worst thing that you could ever teach a nigga because all the evidence is showing like opposite. Yeah. That niggas need that like reassurance from other people. They need compassion. They need love. They need affection. They need yeah understanding they need somebody to talk to about their problems because their problems they're ningi exactly they are ningi yeah a lot there's also another issue i have with i don't want to get into it too much yeah but like that whole red pill youtube content what is that like this thing that basically teaches men how to be men oh my god okay yeah well what are these and it's all just centered around the same sort of toxic stuff of they're just teaching you how to be a money-making machine. Oh, and how okay. to be just this tough, ruthless. somewhat ruthless. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that stuff's important. I get it. Mm. Because it's a, it's a tough world. Mm. But, yeah, that's not all there is to being a man. Like you're saying, there Absolutely. is the other parts, you know, the sensitivity, yeah. the emotions, all of that. So that's my only qualm with those things mm, mm. Mm. and i think yeah speaking about jordan peterson since we mentioned him he was questioned about this idea of manhood and what it mean, means to be a man and shit like that yeah so this woman that's interviewing him said that no man like you're you're in a female dominated industry Okay, well, not an in industry, but the field of field of um, the faculty, <coughs> the humanities faculty, yeah. is generally um, dominated by women. Mm. Okay, and he said that uh, she said that you know you don't seem to buy into all of these toxic masculine traits that you're so fervently advocating for. He's like, okay, firstly, I'm not advocating for toxic masculinity. There are things that I'm like decidedly feminine about and there are things that I'm genuinely manly about. The way I dress, the way I keep my hair, those are generally feminine traits, you know, being clean shaven and everything like that. Hmm. But being resilient, being ruthless, those are also manly traits that I you know, that I express at times. Yeah. So niggas need to get into that mind frame in my opinion that yes, you can be a, a man's man but you need to be able to tap into this other side of yourself, which is soft and mm. sensitive and all this type of shit. And I was like, okay, I get you. That's probably the best thing he's ever articulated, dude. Mm. Like, you're you're not one-dimensional. That's all it is. You're a nigga, but... Okay, he didn't... 
<laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> the day I hear Jordan <laughs> <laughs> say that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, they're man. gonna cancel him. They try to cancel him for saying that he's not gonna call transgenders. Yeah, well, that was. A <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's, he, he's very opinionated. He needs his own pod. Like I, I need to record a podcast just about him, dude. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, his points of view about things are so crazy, but. Yeah, no, that's I'm happy with this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, any shout outs? Shout out to my bitch in the kitchen making me food. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. Uh, I hope she's done with breakfast. <laughs> and I love you so much if you're listening to this. <laughs> nah, no, shout out uh, to her. Shout out to my boy. Shout out to, yeah, man, Pimp Squad holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> I can could, I could see barely. I can see barely. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, shout out to everyone who listens to the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate your support so, so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep doing so. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, Monday, 1 November, mm-hmm. yeah. go out and vote. Use your vote wisely. I won't tell you who to vote for. It's your choice. But don't Just vote use your for ANC. <laughs> yeah, use your vote wisely. That's what I'm going to say. Use your vote wisely. Um, shout out to yeah, man. Shout out to your girl. Shout mm. out to Tando. Uh, shout out to Zandi. Mm. Yeah, shout out to our ladies. Um, shout out to Big Man A. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I just just <laughs> but you were talking about Father Abraham. <laughs> and yeah, guys, that's a wrap on this. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a rap like a Durex. I'm waiting for that line. <laughs> <laughs> One of these rappers are going to do it. It's probably been it's done. It's probably been done, right? Uh, yeah, guys. Go stream King's Disease 2. Best rap album of the hey. year. Uh, hey. Also for Lauren 2. Everything 2. Any any rapper released something 2. Detroit 2 was hot as well. Detroit 2 was hard. Hey, the Carter two. All of the twos hey, man. that rappers release. The drought is over two. <laughs> fire. All of <laughs> Lil Wayne's sequences actually, <laughs> like all of his sequels were fire. The the two and the threes exactly. were all fire, dude. Like yeah. yeah. So go listen to these rap albums, man. Yeah. And have a great week, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace.